country plays hard as I will play the rest of the season and you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season you never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season I knew we had a good chance to beat them when I heard Feinbaum picked them to win by about 25 points somebody tell me turned by Chris Davis Davis goes left What's up? Nothing much. I just spent an hour and a half getting my butt kicked at jujitsu class. So I'm like sweating. I had, flag, I had a flag football game and I took a shower. Okay. That's nice. You, 60 you yard up? 60 yard touchdown. W N I N T, baby. Was it like a yak yard touchdown or was it just it like was a, a yak? Ball? Nope. Yak yard, man. I, That's what I'm talking I, about. I juked out one guy. Then these two guys went to pull the flag and I gave a little, uh uh. And they both like tripped over each other, so you know. You I'm just that here. Jared Judy. Yeah, it, essentially, I am the Jared Judy of this flag football league. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, big so week, what man. did you? Yeah, it is a big week. But before we get to that, because I know we're gonna have to talk about it. Before we get to that and spend all our time talking about that, what do you think about this past weekend of college football? Well, you know, we took we had a week off. We essentially took a bye week with our teams for a podcast yep. so now we're we back in action but um no i mean um this has been a fun season so far um you have you know obviously wisconsin losing which is crazy which was two weeks ago and then this oklahoma losing which is freaking wild essentially opening up a spot for two sec teams to get into the playoff so it'll be interesting yeah, so, um, so how many how many like top 10 teams have lost to unranked teams now this year I think that's three. That's three. Yeah. Georgia, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. And Wisconsin which are all, all three, all three of those teams we were talking about. Literally, I'm talking four weeks ago. We were like, "Holy shit, they could possibly win the national championship." Yeah, yeah. Like I thought Wisconsin was for real. Well, Wisconsin's defense looked legit, and then oh, Illinois. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild what's been what's been going on. I don't even know. Really how to how to explain it, but as a Florida fan, I'm loving it just because. I mean, I just think it's been a weird year. Like for one, you've got the Florida injury, and they're still winning, and they're in the top, you know, six now, top ten team. Um, you've got you know the why, South though. Carolina beating. You got South Carolina beating Georgia, but then losing to Tennessee. Yeah, it's been it. Yeah, it's been, and which like if you're if you're a Georgia fan, that definitely doesn't make you feel good. Like, well, there's two things that, like, I was thinking about this weekend, thinking about, like, I wonder what Georgia's mindset was this week, like, on Sunday, because your one loss was to South Carolina, who just got boat raced by Tennessee, who is, you know, has been getting boat raced, you know, who essentially lost to Georgia State. And then your your signature win literally just lost by 41 points to Michigan. So this is this is what I was thinking this weekend. When I saw that Tennessee beat South Carolina, I honestly felt like 
I honestly felt a little better about us losing to them because to me that signified that it was like just a bad day for us that we were just like mentally not there or something like that. And I even texted you that because if South Carolina had, you know, beat Tennessee, even if they lost to Florida, but beat Tennessee and like went on to have the kind of season that I thought they would have after that, I'd be like, man, maybe they're a pretty good team and, you know, maybe we're not as good and we just lost a team that was, like, better than we thought. But to lose to a team like that, like, the only way to explain it is that Georgia was just having a terrible day. Um, And maybe that is something that we do again and again and again. There are teams that do that. I mean, look at at Mississippi State and Arkansas and, you know, those kind of teams that just seem like they can't get it together for any game at any time. So, but I just, it kind of gave me a sense of like, man, that South Carolina game was not a fluke because I think we did it to ourselves. Um, but a day where we beat ourselves, it wasn't that they're a better team than us. It wasn't that we're not a good team. It was like, we did this to ourselves and we deserved it. Well, what about how we played? What about Notre Dame? Man, that game was weird to me too, because I mean, did you watch that game at all? Yeah. It, was it just me or did Ian Book seem like the worst quarterback of all time? But I've been telling you this all year. I've been telling you he's overrated. I told you this after the Georgia game. I told you that if Ian Book and Brian Kelly were somewhat competent in that game, you guys were lost. I mean, I think that – Did I, did that I game, not say that, though? Yeah, but I think that in that game, like, we just gave up the underneath route. Like, we just were like, you're going to have to throw it underneath and we're going to come and make the tackle. And, like, this is – I just think that Georgia's game plan all year has been, like, very conservative on both sides of the ball. I'll say this. I will say this going in as far as Georgia, though. And I think you would agree to this. I don't think I don't I, like like I think that it, well anyway f- first off any of the shit we're saying right now doesn't matter yeah uh, like it doesn't really matter because we're gonna find out this week yep so but like what I'm thinking of is like you know Georgia really hasn't put a complete game together no nope. and like and I don't know if that's just because like you know and my thing is is like we've been waiting for it and is it like is this just Georgia this year like. You know, is this, you know, they're not as good as we thought. They're a good program, but, you know, they're not going to be national title contenders, but they're still going to be, you know, near six. Or, you know, uh, my thoughts are, you know, Georgia's going to have to play the best game they played all year to to uh, this weekend if they want any chance of winning. Which, I mean, would you agree with that? Um, I don't play. know. I don't know play. if we'd have to, have to play. play. They're going to have to play way. Okay. Like, they're going to have to play way better than. They did against Kentucky. They're gonna have to play way better against uh, Notre than they did against Notre Dame. They're gonna have to play way better against, like, I mean, who have y'all played this year? See, though? I don't like, know if, I mean, but I don't know if, like, I, I wouldn't say like the only game that I would say we played bad in was, uh, was South Carolina. Like, like yeah, but what game have you played great in though? Um, I mean. I don't – the only game that I really saw – like, the only game that I saw that we played – like, I would say, like, oh, we had a poor performance in was South Carolina. We didn't play great against Notre Dame. But, I mean, I, I like, to me, I think that this this game between Georgia and Florida is going to be, like, about the defense, like, on both sides. Oh, yeah. I And I think I think where, where we are – where we have a chance to really make um, – like push Florida is the interior D line um, and on the ground and Mm -hmm. where, where Florida has a chance to really push against us is with Kyle Trask throwing the ball. So I think we're really going to find out like, okay, can Georgia make like make 
the run game their priority and then throw when they need to, or are they just super one-dimensional and if Florida can stop the run, then Florida wins? And we're also going to find out, like, okay, can Kyle Trask, you know, do – like, he played, he's played well against other teams, like, good teams, but I still think that, you know, this game is just different. Like, like I know people are like, not really Georgia lost South Carolina, but, like, you as a Florida fan and as a Georgia fan, we know, like, this game is different. Like, it's much different yeah. to step into Jacksonville and play lights out. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm beyond excited for this weekend. Beyond excited. All right. So, let's, before we, we can get into the details about the Florida Georgia game here in a minute, but I want to talk about the LSU Auburn game because that game yeah. was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, did y'all score more? Y'all scored more on them than LSU did, right? You mean, yeah, we scored more than them than Auburn did. Um, but at no, the, I'm saying, you know, didn't you score? Didn't oh, y'all beat Auburn? Like, what? How much did y'all score against Auburn? We beat Auburn. Gosh, what did we beat Auburn by? Let me look. I think it was two scores, wasn't it? Yeah, let me see here. Oh, it was definitely like we beat. I, I didn't know if you wanted like if we scored more like total, but like yeah. We de- no, we beat we beat Auburn by more than three for sure. We beat Auburn. Uh, we beat Auburn twenty four to thirteen. Oh, so y'all scored almost the exact amount that LSU did. Well, yeah, LSU beat them twenty three to twenty. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that game was going to be that game. I thought it was going to be more offensive. To be honest with you, I thought Joe Burrow was going to go off, and I thought Bo Nix was going to have like because you know LSU's defense isn't their strong suit this year. They still have a good defense, but I just. Um, you know, it's been uh, it was an interesting game. It was a good game. I I thought LSU was going to win the whole entire time, though. I never thought for a second. I just Auburn had so many penalties. Bo Nix looked like trash. Um, Auburn's defense really kept him in that game. So I mean, I just still can't understand how in the world um, that Gus didn't kick that field like try to get the field goal at halftime. Why did he throw that fade? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I don't even like. I don't. They might have been out of field goal range just a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, they had they had time. They didn't have to. I mean, I'm with you. If I'm you, I'm throwing a quick. I'm throwing a quick. But again, I mean, it wasn't a great ball. No, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, like. But you, like, I don't you know, know why you put your quarterback, quarterback is. Yeah. Exactly. Why? Why are you putting Bo Nix? Like Bo Nix had that one. Big he was something for the Oregon play. Oregon. Yep. That's, it was the exact same play. It was literally the exact same play. He threw a back shoulder to their best receiver. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. It was it was pretty uh, – yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to even try to make any – like. I'm not trying to give you a, a logical yeah. explanation because so yeah, there's not – So you think LSU's number one team in the country right now for sure? Yeah, they've beaten three uh, – who they – they've beaten – Three top ten opponents? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, no technically doubt. Auburn is no longer top ten, but when they well, were top yeah. ten when they played them. Who, who they beat in Florida? They beat in Auburn. Who else have they beaten? Texas. Texas. Those Texas are all top ten when they beat them too. So who would you? Uh, there's only about there's only in my in my book there's only two teams that you could argue that would be at number one, and that's Alabama and Ohio State, and I think that. Alabama doesn't have that resume, and neither does Ohio State. Yeah, to me, to me, LSU is definitely number one, and then probably Ohio State, Bama, and then unfortunately Clemson. 
Yeah, Clemson, I'm so sick of that bullshit, bro. Like, Clemson, to me, like, like I don't even want to see them in the playoffs. But it's whatever. I was actually thinking about today, like, what happens if – what happens if you have – let's say this happens, right? Let's say LSU loses to Alabama. Yep. By – let's say LSU loses to Alabama 24 to 23. Yeah. And then Alabama is undefeated going into the SEC championship game. And then you have a one-loss Georgia or Florida, and they beat Alabama. Yeah. So you have a one-loss SEC champion, you have a one-loss Alabama, and you have a one-loss LSU. Who do you put in? Yeah. Because at, at least well, two of them are good. You have to give the champion. You have to give the champion no matter what, unless it's like yeah. a two-loss champion. Yeah. You have to give the champion in. And then I guess you go to the tiebreaker between – LSU and Alabama, whoever won that game. But if LSU, if Alabama won that game, how do you deny LSU's resume? That's what I'm saying. Like, and if they lose by one, like a last second field bro, type of shit. Like, bro, this is why I I'm telling you, man. This is why the playoff. Can yeah, but be this is another years. thing. But this is the why. Like, if like think about it this way: Wisconsin losing, Wisconsin losing, uh, and Oklahoma losing, and Georgia losing. Um, that means like if this is an 18 playoff, it doesn't mean that loss doesn't mean anything. Sure it does. Like, yeah, but not really. Sure it does, because they could yes, it does, because they could compare the like Georgia lost, let's say Georgia lost one game to South Carolina, right? And Oklahoma's loss was to Kansas State. Then they say, okay, neither of the teams that beat them are gonna make the playoff, but which of these teams do we value more South Carolina or Kansas state? And if you value Kansas state more then Oklahoma makes it in. Well, I mean, I value Kansas state more. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. That's what but I'm like, saying. So, but like they're all bad law. Like, the, like the only one loss team that actually lost to a D like between Wisconsin, Oregon and, and I mean, and even Kansas state is not that great. Like, so it's like, what the fuck is going bro, on? The, but the problem is, is that we've had in the four team playoff, We've had teams that have lost to shit teams make the championship and win it. Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech in the first game of the season and then won the national championship. And Virginia Tech was terrible that year. Who's your best? Who's your uh, who? Who's the best one loss team right now? Um, best one loss team probably probably Oklahoma. Okay, but you're going off res like to me, and I'm not. I'm just like if you're going off resume, like let's say you're the committee. The best one loss team is Florida. I just don't value Auburn, bro. Like I don't like I don't care what yeah, anybody says. That team they're, is trash. Their one, one losses to number one. I don't care. And they that were that team the is garbage. Well, they're not. I mean, not as garbage as okay. But this is the point. You're talking about the best one loss team, right? Let's look at this. Yeah. Let's look at this. Who, who who are the losses to? You have Florida's lost to the number one team in the country. Georgia's yeah. lost to a, a a a three and four South Carolina team. Now a three yeah. and five South Carolina team. Yeah. Or whatever they are. Uh, Kansas. I mean, like, you know what I mean? And Florida. Florida is the only team who. I mean, okay. Answer this. So, who are you impressed by? So, like, do you think Auburn's better than um, Texas or Notre Dame? Because the only Oklahoma's only impressive win is Texas, and Georgia's only impressive win is Notre Dame, and Notre Dame just got uh, it just got waxed, and Texas just locked it, 
Texas just lost to TCU. Um, to to me, I think Auburn is better than. To me, I think Auburn is better than Texas, but I think Notre Dame would give Auburn a run for their money. Yeah, I mean, we could argue about this all day. But I just think that Auburn's offense is not good, bro. Like, after they're watching, not good. But their defense is insane. Yes, yes. That's the only like, reason they've been in any game they've been in this whole year. I honestly... You cannot tell me... That Auburn the, game? You know what I was... Yeah. You cannot tell me that you were impressed by Auburn when Florida played them. No, not at all. Like, I they really, weren't I was impressed by Auburn's defense. I was... I literally thought that's exactly how I thought that game was going to go. Auburn's defense was going to be amazing, and Bo Nix was going to be overrated. But that's what, like, I w- you know what I, my initial thought was watching this LSU game? And you're going to think I'm bad shit because you're somewhat biased. But I was thinking this: these matchups are not favorable for Georgia. Who? Auburn and like LSU? Auburn? No, no, no. I'm saying Georgia versus Auburn. And it's at Auburn. And I'm thinking – I'm thinking – Okay, Georgia's defense is their best is is their best is their strong suit, right? Yep. And Auburn's defense is their strong suit, and I would and Auburn has a better defense than Georgia. Yeah, but we have a way better offense than Auburn. Correct, but are you going to be able to like are you going to be able to do anything with it like that? Can game we is, score? Do you? That are, game is you're strictly, asking me. You ask me, do I think we can score more points on Auburn's defense than they can score on ours? Yes. Okay, do you think you could score more than – okay, do you think you're going to put more points up than LSU? Um, I think we could. You think your offense is better than LSU? Uh, no, I don't think it's better, but I think the matchups are different. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what, what's Georgia's strong suit? Running. And I think yeah, Auburn – and LSU ran the ball really well, and I think we have a better running game than LSU. They ran the ball really well because they were afraid of Joe Burt. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you're right, but you're wrong. And the fact I mean, that, if like, you stack the box, if you stack the box, Georgia can throw the ball on you. Yes, but can Jake, can you, like, you've seen the stat when Jake Fromm throws for over whatever 30 no. times he loses. Okay. But we, but that's not because, like, you realize that this game, like, the game against South Carolina is the game that everybody, like, looks at because it was this year. But even in the games where he's thrown 30 times and we've lost, like, he's played pretty well. Like, we've just lost. So people say that as if, like, well, if Jake has to throw, he can't produce. Like, no, he produces. We've just lost. Yeah, I mean, if I'm – like, and, I'm just saying, if I'm an opposing defense, if I'm an opposing defense, my game plan is to put the ball – put the put the game in a – and do uh, – into from sands and see if like if he's gonna oh, beat us. Listen fine. to how crazy. Listen to how crazy that plan sounds. Yeah. Listen to how crazy that plan sounds. You're talking about putting the ball in the hands of one of the statistically best SEC quarterbacks in recent history. Statistically, he he's the best because look who's on his like look what look it doesn't what matter. Doing. It doesn't matter. He still is the best. Tom Brady's not the best because he's better than Aaron Rodgers. He's the best because of what he had around him. Look, I'm with you. But I'm just saying that all I'm saying Tom is Tom Brady a has good Belichick. Listen, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're you're saying that Jake Fromm is good because of what he has around him. That's what Tom Brady is. Whether it's a coach or players or whatever, that's what he is. So I don't care if it's because of the cast he has around him or what. 
he still statistics do not lie. Period. Point blank. They do not lie. So my thing is, is if you as a coach and as a team want to put the ball in Jake Fromm's hands and that's what you want to plan to win on, oh, okay. Like, I guess, I guess you can make that decision. But I mean, like to me, it's insane. Like since Jake Fromm's been there, he's lost to LSU last year, Texas last year, and Alabama last year. Okay. So we lost three games last year, all two teams that finished up near the top and that are pretty good again this year. Before that, the year before, we lost to Auburn, who played us again in the SEC championship, and we beat them the second time, and we lost to Alabama. Yeah. So, like, every everyone's like, oh, Jake Fromm is this, Jake Fromm is that. Bro, he's had one, like, loss to a, a, a bad team in his whole career. And people want to act like he's just dog shit. I didn't say like, he was dog crazy. shit. Bro, you know that's what you act like. I did not say he was dog shit. Yeah, you don't got to say it. You know that's what you act like. That is not what I act like. I did not say he was dog shit. Like, I just we think we got to get Derek to unmute himself so he can give you his opinion of how you talk about Jake Fromm on this podcast. This is how I talk about Jake Fromm on this podcast. Jake Fromm is not going to go out of his way to win you games, but he's not going to go out of his way to lose you games. I like that's what I'm saying. Like, like okay, this is what I said, and you think I'm saying Jake Fromm is dog shit. Would I rather have the ball in DeAndre Swift's hands or Jake Fromm's hands? Uh, Jake Fromm's. Okay, that, and that's like that to me. That's like saying, would I rather have the ball in? Um, would I rather have the ball in? I'm trying to think of another team. Like that's the problem. There aren't many teams that have a, that good of a quarterback and that good of a running back. It's like saying, would you rather, I'd rather have the ball in Dak's hands versus Zeke or whatever no, you want to say. No, do not. Oh, my, oh my gosh, Parker. Oh, who's a, who's a good? My gosh. I I'm just trying to think of a running back that's better. That. All right. It's like, you it's just like would you rather have the ball in uh, Saquon's hands or Eli Manning? <laughs> no. No. Actually, actually the, Saquon's a good example when he was in college. Um, uh, what was that quarterback's Trace name? Trace McSorley. Yeah. So I still think Drake Fromm's way better than that kid, but he was good and made throws and stuff when you need to. So look, it's, I think Jake Fromm's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking like he's dog shit. Honestly, I don't even want to talk shit about Georgia because, like, at this point, it is what it is. Like, I'm gonna like, like it doesn't matter what I say or what you say. We're gonna find out what happens this weekend. But but just be honest, just be honest real quick, because I just wanna I just wanna hear you admit this. You yeah. think Kyle Trask better than Jake Fromm? No. Okay, I'm glad. Do I think Dan Bullen is better than Kirby Smart? I'm yes. glad you told me. That's fine. I I didn't have to ask you that question. But I'm do I think you your starting quarterback that's taking you to a national championship get him is better than my second string quarterback? That's what you talk. Two? That's what you sound. That's what you talk like. All right, all right. Let's just say this. No, I don't think Jake Fromm is better than Kyle Trask. But you want to talk about statistics? Let's pull up the numbers. Kyle Trask is, uh, has played like two or th- uh, has played three or four less games and has already better numbers than Jake Fromm. Because Jake Fromm had one bad game. Like, look at his completion percentage. Y'all throw the just ball. Saying, you just said stop. Y'all throw the ball lie. anymore. Yeah, stats, lie. stats don't lie. But you have to look at them. And and have, he has less. He what? has a less amount of atten- uh, attempts. You think Trask has less amount of attempts than Jake Fromm? I I know he does. I looked at the numbers. 
Maybe not since the Kentucky game where Jake Fromm had 35 yards, but let me look. Are you look? I'm but, looking at Jake Fromm. You look up your bitch ass trash stats. You don't call him bitch ass trash. Oh, like by the way, my guy, my guy, the last time he started high school uh, a football game was a freshman in high school. Your guys was a five star recruit, so yeah, that's obviously. fine. But that's fine. But that's what I'm saying. But you don't talk about Jake Fromm like he's a five star recruit. Like because you act like he's terrible. You do act like he's terrible. How many attempts? How many attempts? Jake Fromm in 2019 has 174 attempts. 169 attempts. Okay, what's it? What's what's Trask completion percentage? Trask completion percentage is 78 percent. Or I'm sorry, 68 percent. I was like 78 percent. Golly, give this man the Heisman. 68 percent. 68 percent. Okay, Jake Fromm's is 70 percent. How many yards he got? Uh, 1,400. That's what Jake Fromm's got. What's his average per toss? Nine. Jake's at eight. How many TDs he got? 14. 14. Jake's got nine. How many interceptions he got? Four. Four. Jake's got three. So, honestly, they're pretty what's even. His, what's, the, what's his rating? Passer rating is 152.2. 159.2. Yeah. And honestly, that's like, way this more even than I thought This is the thing, though. Yeah, I know, which is crazy, and this is what I'm about to get into. And go ahead and admit it. Go ahead and admit it, bro. You know Dan Mullen's that dude. I really don't think he's that dude. You, like, when I say that dude, what do you mean? Like, what's your definition of that dude? Like, like uh, to, you, to you, Dan Mullen is this guy that just schemes everybody up and is always, like, like on top of the thing. Well, he dang sure didn't scheme LSU up. Uh, what?! Bro, 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 let me just say this. We were in that game to the very end, and LSU has way more talent than us, and he made Kyle, he had Kyle Trask throw for four touchdowns. Kyle Trask is a two-star recruit who hasn't started. That was his first Kyle Trask, first rookie. Like, like you, like, I'm just telling you, I'm not saying Dan Mullen's up there with, I'm not saying Dan Mullen's Nick Saban, but I'm definitely telling you this. Dan Mullen is a top-five coach in college football. Facts, bro. That's insane. Like what he's done at Florida and like what you say what you want to say, but like we have no five stars on our roster. This man's taking a two star quarterback and making and and our two star quarterback has better numbers than Jake Fromm and Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, like, don't downplay Dan Mullen. Like, uh, like, trust me, the man has his flaws, but I'm I'm saying that like just let me live. Let me finally be happy that I have a coach. I had to deal with Will Muschamp and Jim McElwain. So just let me, let me, let me have this one, okay? Bro, listen. I'm not saying Dan Mullen's not a good coach, but you gotta admit that you do think like he's like something he's not. What like what do you think? Okay, well, what do you think? I think he is. I think that you think he's like, like close to being like the goat. What? No. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. I don't mean like that he is right now. Like in your mind, like he's like he could be that down the road. Uh, no, I don't think that yet. I don't think that yet. He's got to start. He's got to at least win one national championship before I even start to think that. But like, like I will tell you this: Do I think that he's the guy that's gonna uh gonna bring a national championship back to Florida? Yes, I do think that. Let me let me ask you this, Dan Mullen. What like through his career? What big games has he won that he wasn't supposed to win? 
He had Mississippi State at number as the number one team in the country at one point. Mississippi State, that but, in itself is fucking wild. Sure, sure. But did was that because they beat Alabama or LSU? Like I'm that's what I'm asking. Like what like what led to that? Yeah, they beat like that they beat Ole Miss when they were good. They beat uh, like they got number one for a reason. I don't know what the but I mean Do you remember but, what season that was? No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe two first year of the playoffs, maybe 2014. I mean, they didn't end up finishing. But like, my thing is this: everyone wanted to talk about. This is another stat that really always kind of pissed me off when they hired Dambo. Everyone to talk about how he was like two and ten versus top ten opponents at Mississippi State. Yeah, he was at Mississippi State. You know what he is at Florida versus like top ten opponents? He's like six and two, and his losses were to Georgia and LSU. Yeah, what is he against Georgia? He's zero and one. Okay. Look, I'm not going to say anything. We'll talk this weekend. <laughs> okay, so is there any other big games happening this weekend besides Georgia? No. Florida? Well, College Game Day is going to go watch SMU and Memphis blow me College Game Day. Dude, that is so dumb. Well, it's, it's stupid, bro. SMU's Nobody, like, okay, look. like I get that, some, like, that there are people out there that hate the SEC and are like, I don't want them to go to SEC. Nobody wants to see SMU over Florida UGA. No. Nobody. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see that bullshit, bro. Like, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, they're whack, bro. I don't get it, but it's whatever. Like, they've already done Florida three times this year, and they're going to be at LSU Alabama next week. So it's like all the SEC haters would have came out of the damn woodwork. But, I mean, I don't really care. SEC Nation is going to be there. It's already going to be a big game. You know the viewership is going to be massive. I'm excited. Yeah. And it's where I live. So the I looked it up. The year that Mullen had the Bulldogs ranked number one was 2014. Um, they beat number eight LSU 34-29 in Death Valley. And then – they were number 12 after that. Then they beat number six, Texas A&M, 48 to 31 in Starkville. And then they were number three and they played number two, Auburn and beat them 38, 23, which took them to number one. Um, and then they lost to Alabama and Ole Miss. Ooh, that's when Ole Miss was paying players though. But I like, look like, yeah, I mean, the fact that Dan Mullen had Mississippi state relevant in the oh, first no, place. It's impressive. Time. It's impressive. No, look, no look, I'm not saying impressive. he's the GOAT. I'm just saying that, like, I like, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say he's a top He's a top uh, coach in college football right now. And I also don't think, like, it's too far-fetched to say that I could – that he has – I, def- I think that it is a little bit, and this is why. I'm looking at his his record over the years with Mississippi State, okay? So his like, first year, I, to me, Mississippi State's anything he's done with Mississippi State to me is like Nolan Void. Like he made that pro, he took that bowl that program like six straight bowl games. It's Mississippi State, bro. Do you see? Do you see what happened has happened to I that person since he's left? I, I understand that, and I think that that gives him a lot of credit and means a lot about you know who he is and everything. But that to me that doesn't vault him to the top five. Like, like and even like, in Florida, like like bro. People should win at Florida. Like I hate Florida. You I really that, do. Like people I'm should win you. at Florida. 
That's why, but dude, you say that. That's why, that's why it's so frustrating you that McElwain did what he did, because you know that with the facilities at Florida, with the AD at Florida, bro, well, bro, y'all have one of the best athletic programs in the country. We do have the best athletic program. Our AD is only like three, two or three years, but yeah, he's he's dope. But like we don't, don't act this. like your don't act like your facilities are just terrible. Our facilities aren't compared to like compared to a lot of the uh, Power Five programs. They are, but we're about to get a freaking hundred million dollar football pro uh, thing that's supposed to be break ground like literally in the next couple of months, and it's supposed to be done in like a year. So yes, we will be there. But, All I'm uh, saying is no one has an excuse to lose the kind of games at Florida that McElwain did. I agree, but, like, I'm just telling you this. Like, that's just because Gator fans are spoiled. So, like, like, but, like, I'm telling – there's a difference between going to Florida and winning eight eight or nine games. This man went 10-3 and three after a 4-8 and eight season, and then he's he has the he has the potential to go 11-1 and one in the regular season. Okay, so just 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 listen to what I'm saying about Dan Mullen. In Dan Mullen's time at Mississippi State, he only had one 10-win season. He had one 9-win season, two 8-win seasons. How many years okay. was he there? He was there 2009 through 2017. So, so how many years is that? That's 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 eight years. Yeah. So he had he had two eight win seasons. Yeah. One ten and one nine. Yeah. So out of the eight years he was there, he had him above eight wins four out of the eight. No, he had them at eight wins four out of eight. He had him above eight wins three times. Okay. But in the SEC, he was three and five, four and four, two and six, four and four, three and five. The best year in 2014, they were six and two. Then four and four, three and five, four and four. So he was never great in conference. Okay. Um, he I had think that one man, good year in would, conference. Well, it doesn't. He was in the SEC West when Texas A&M was good. Ole Miss was good. Auburn was good. Alabama was good. LSU was good. Yep. So hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. However, I don't think like I, I'm. I think he's a great coach. I think he's really good. Think he's definitely top ten and probably closer to top five than he is to falling out of top ten. But at, up in the top five, you've got Saban. I think Chris. I think Chris Peterson should be considered up in the top five. Um, I guess after what Texas A&M looks like this year, you could argue whether you think Jimbo Jimbo's not is there up in there or not. Like all I'm saying is there are some heavy hitters up top. I mean Ed O's making a case for himself to be considered up there. Yes, I hate I to say that. I believe that, bro. That's crazy. I, bro, I hate saying it. I, you mean you know I'm a, I'm not an Ed O guy, but it's hard to deny the turnaround that he's done in the last couple of years. I mean, so I just think there's some heavy hitters up there and you know I, I it's hard for me to say Kirby's guaranteed top 5. And I think Kirby's Oh, Kirby's a great Kirby's Kirby's top ten, but he ain't top five. In there. So that's what I'm saying. I think to me, Dan Mullen and Kirby Smart are in very similar positions. I would disagree with that completely, but that's okay. That's crazy to me. I feel like they're at complete opposite ends of the spectrum. I you feel like think they're at opposite ends of the spectrum, but Kirby. I think they're both good coaches, but I think that they're at the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, like I think Dan they're opposite Mullen. Of the spectrum in terms of style. Yeah, 100. percent Kirby recruits. Dan Mullen is a complete X's and O. Like you're looking at, like okay, this is the difference. Dan Mullen's a top. Dan Mullen's a top three play caller in the college football. Kirby Smart's a top three recruiter in college football. I got some questions about some play calls I've seen Dan Mullen make this year. Then 
Say what you want, but I mean, I think a lot of people would say Dan Mullen's a top play caller in the college football. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a top five play caller for sure. Okay, top five play caller or whatever. But like, I'm saying like, Kirby's not even the top fifty play caller. Well, that's impossible. Okay, Kirby's not in the top twenty-five, top thirty. What I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like Kirby's strength is is would be considered Dan's weakness, and vice versa. Sure, but I'm not talking about their styles. I'm talking about the situation they're in, in the sense of they both have taken over programs that are considered yeah, but, to be like blue blood football programs that are ex- their fans have high expectations and they're expected to be competing every year. They both have had successful seasons in the short time that they've been there, but neither have done enough to cement their legacy as one of the best coaches in college football. Well, Dan Mullen's only been there one year. Kirby, this, yes. is his, this is his fourth year. But to me, in that still in that time, to me, Kirby, this is Kirby's first job, and he's had the kind of success he has. And you're going to say, well, he's at Georgia, and he took over. Well, Dan Mullen's no, in Florida, I, so I, anybody I, can win in Florida. I've never had that excuse. I said that he had – I said the reason he went to the national championship is because he had Rick's guys, which is true. But yeah, I'm telling you, said you this. He was at Georgia, and this. Georgia should do that. Why? My my argument against Kirby has always been this. Uh, name one player he's developed. Because I can tell you, sure as hell is not. Like, this is the thing. This is the question I have for you. Obviously, like, to me, to me, if you put Jake Fromm at Florida, he's a Heisman contender. Because Dan Mullen, because of Dan Mullen. I, like, I don't know what, I cannot name a player that I've seen that that Kirby Smart Kirby Smart gets five star players and he's great at that like he's the best in the nation at getting five star players but I've not seen him develop any I have I can't think of a player that he's actually developed bro here's my argument is that the reason that you can say Dan Mullen develops players is because we know for a fact Dan Mullen works one on one with QBs I'm talking about I'm talking about all kinds of players. Like Bro, I'm not talking you about think, this no, no, no. You think Dan Mullen is out there developing linemen? Correct. No, no he's not. But Parker. I'm saying I, a, a head coach does not spend one-on-one time with offensive linemen developing them. I well, first of all, I agree with you. I, I mean, he does spend one-on-one time with them, but like, he's not there with them every day. Agreed. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't think like who do you, like who does Kirby have on? Okay, then like. On his staff. Like, that's another thing as a coach. Like, Kirby, you're a great recruiter. But, like, okay, you need to have someone that recruit and have someone develop. Uh, you have Cooley, who I know he ain't developing shit. Then you have a young, young uh, – the guy looks 25 as your defensive coordinator. And uh, the only person that I could co- confidently say that might do some developing is Sam Pittman. And, and like – Bro, and first of all, ant- Sam Pittman's the best offensive line coach in the nation, so – that's not he for sure. Oh my God, bro! I'm gonna slap you through this damn microphone. I wouldn't I, say I, he's the best offensive line in the in the nation, but I would definitely say bro. I would I would say he's I would definitely say he is top three. But I definitely think that he develops players. But I'm saying I'm saying who else develops players on that coaching staff? Parker, your beef with Kirby Smart is that he hired young coaches. Like young coaches have to get hired at some point. Yeah, but like, young coaches have to get hired as as linebacker coaches, not defensive coordinators for a power five program who's contending for a national championship. The James Cooley hire is a fucking joke, bro. 
And listen so is me. though Glenn, whatever his name is. Bro, listen to me. Yeah. You well, it doesn't matter who Kirby You plays. think hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out. You think that you, Parker Gailey, who's a real estate agent in Jacksonville, Florida, knows more about who should be hired at a D1 program than Kirby Smart. Yes or no? No, no I do not. Okay. Okay. But I can tell you that as a Georgia, like I can tell you that Georgia fans are not happy with Cooley. The was we're not was not happy how with the Cooley. Oh, how are you gonna how are you gonna try to tell me I'm a Georgia fan, dummy? Okay, do you like Cooley? No, I don't. But I'm but saying. Not, but here's what I'm saying. It's not my job to decide whether I like to hire or not. That's the problem with fans. Okay, fans think that we decide that's a good hire, that's a good play call, this is the right decision. We don't. That I do not know more than Kirby Smart. I just don't. Period. Take the worst coach in D1 college football right now. I do not. Joe Moorhead, he's doing a terrible job this year at Butch Jones. Mississippi State. I, Butch Jones, I don't know more than them. Period. Point blank, period. So if they call a play, Gus calling that play, I can say that looked like a dumb play call to me, and I don't know what he was doing. But at the end of the day, if somebody said, well, do you like, are you going to be the one calling plays? I'm not calling plays for Auburn. Are you kidding me? Get out of here with that. So if Kirby says, I'm hiring this guy as a fan, I have to go, this is our head coach, and I'm trusting that he knows what he's doing. And if he doesn't, the AD will get him out of there. That, like, that's point blank, period. Kirby would have to go, like, Kirby would have to lose, like, have a losing season, like, two years in a row, three years in a row for them to even think about firing that man. I understand. But what I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, we can say all we want. This guy is a developer. This guy is a recruiter. This guy's this. But the truth is, we don't know shit. Like, I mean, we really don't. Yeah. I mean, like you said, stats don't lie. I mean, obviously, one's a, a QB developer. One can, can develop a QB yeah, better. But that's because Dan, that's that's Dan's calling known, card. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, he's yeah. known for, a well, QB yes, coach. Kirby Smart is known as a recruiter and a defensive mind. I mean, you want to talk about Georgia's defense? Georgia's defense has looked great this year. Like, whether you think we've played against any competition or not, like, teams all the time give up points to teams that are not very good, and we're we're not. So, it's, like, I don't know what to tell you other than Kirby's a defensive-minded coach who's conservative, who's hiring guys from within his own system that he thinks have potential and he wants to raise up, you know, Kirby is not known like, for example, Kirby, you know, got along with Saban from all accounts. But, you know, there's a reason that, you know, Jeremy Pruitt didn't stick around when Mark Rick left. Like Kirby and Jer Jeremy Pruitt didn't get along at Alabama when they were there together. So maybe Kirby's a guy who d gets along with certain people and hired guys from inside the program because he knew he got along with them and could work with them. I don't know. What I do know is, is that he knows a hell of a lot more about football than I do. And Dan Mullen knows a hell of a lot more about football than I do. So I don't really have any ground to say whether this guy knows what he's doing or doesn't, or he's this or that, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. get what you're saying. I like, I'm not arguing that. I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, honestly, at this point I'm fucking hungry and I want some Chick-fil-A and I'm amped for this game and we can argue about all this bullshit all night long. And I can make points and you can make points. But it don't really fucking matter because we're about to find out on Saturday. Hey, hey, Parker. Yep. You know, even after we beat the dog crap out of y'all, I'm going to still love you, right? Look, I'm going to still love you regardless of what happens. 
Hey, no, I really do want to hear your like honest thoughts on how the game might might play out. Like you don't have a prediction. I promise myself. I don't make a prediction. Myself. Don't make a prediction on who wins or score. Just talk about like what you think the tone of the game will be and like that sort of thing. I think I'm gonna be hype. I'm gonna get there at one o'clock. It's gonna be fucking crazy. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna get in the stadium. It's gonna be split orange and red. Or I'm sorry, blue and red. And I'm gonna just take it all in. And then it's game time. And I don't even know what's gonna happen from there. I don't even want to. I don't. I don't want to guess the tone. I don't want to guess what's gonna happen. I don't want to guess. Wanna this. Let it ride. I just want to let it ride. I just want to let it ride because I'm going to say something and it's going to go and something completely different is going to happen. Like, for, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to let it ride. And man, I'm excited. But let me just say this next week's podcast will be a lot of fun it for will. one of us. For one of yeah. us. I mean, it'll be a lot of fun for both of us. I think it's going to be a good game. I really think that this has the potential to be one of the all time great Georgia Florida games. Well, we talked about we talked about this last year, and like I'm excited that it's like it's really gonna be like this for yes for, it's for a long time. Like this is every like, year. Like like I was looking back at this, I was looking back at like kind of the year like you know the over the past you know 30 years like has like when has it you know been like you know there's been years where it's like both teams are ranked and it's like this is this is it right. Yep. But like it really hasn't happened like like you know you don't see it like 3 years in a row. You know what no, I mean? You don't. So like I'm thinking like I really believe like this is going to be like the game for years to come in the East and like it gets me like excited cuz Jacksonville the environment there is awesome and it being on neutral site and they just they just renewed it for till 20 like 23 with an option to 2025. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, I would love to keep it like, I think like maybe if you want to try to do like rotate it every now and then and do all that kind of stuff, like great. But like at some point, like, like you got to at least keep it in Jacksonville. Like, I think like every 10th year they should do like at a home, like every 10th year it should be in Athens. And then the next 10 years it should be in. Well, I Gainesville. saw something. I saw someone talking about like Jack's Gainesville, Jack's Athens. Jacks, Gainesville. Jacks. I think it mostly has to be in Jacks. Like that's I just agree. like I just feel like like it's been like this since 1930. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's just where no the game is played. That's just where the game is played. Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, but, I know you're hungry, so I'll let you go. But I do want to leave you one more thing. Uh, that year that Dan Mullen had such a good year at Mississippi State, he lost to Georgia Tech in the Orange Bowl. That's rough. By fifty. Georgia's had plenty of good years when they've lost to Georgia Tech. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So. That is true. There is a actually the the loss from that year still haunts my dreams. It was in overtime. Bro, look that offense that Paul Johnson. I don't know, man. Just out of nowhere, that man will pull. There's pull. something magical about the triple option that every once in a while it just does things that it shouldn't. The triple option. It's fucking. It's college football's greatest mystery. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, get some food, and I will talk throughout the week. But yeah, I'm excited. The next time you hear from us, one of us will be a loser, and one of us will possibly be a top five team in the country. So that's the week we've been circling on our calendar from when we started this podcast. So I know it's go time, baby. All right, man. Have a good one, and I'll talk to you later this week. See you, bud. See ya.